We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So left sometime during yesterday's show, by the way, I'm going to leave today and I'm going to go over to Oak Forest, which is probably like a 10 minute trip from where I live in the south suburbs of Chicago. And I'm going to stop in at Crumble. And I'm going to ask for that honey bun cookie. Oh, yeah. Good I'm going to ask for the honey bun cookie. <laughs> Let me tell you how influential. My sister was here yesterday. She heard the show. And my sister goes out on a date. She goes downtown. She's coming back from the date. She texts me. And she said, this is how you know you're a good big brother. It's how you know? This is how you know you're a good big brother. She says, Sean, you want anything from insomnia cookies? And I said, boy, let me tell you. I said, boy. Boy, this is when you know sowing seed pays off. Boy, this is when this is when you reap the harvest, bro. This yeah. is when you reap this, the harvest. So you know you're touching the audience. You're touching the audience. You're touching the audience. You're touching the audience. So I said, yeah, I'm not gonna be greedy. I said, I just want one chocolate chunk, <laughs> one oatmeal raisin. That's all I want. I'm not gonna be greedy. So I'm watching TV with the missus. Doorbell rings. I mean, she walks in. <laughs> Here you go, bro. It was fantastic. And it's really the little things, man. But you this know, is it's, it's a little bit of fits. It ain't about the buddy. Then I look at my Twitter page last night. And I have three tweets from people that have watched the show. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> Word straight up, and one tweet from our boy Dallas and the one Hogue. No, matter of fact, it was sent to the Lucky Lefty podcast. I was looking on my personal. Let me go ahead over to the Lucky Lefty podcast. Yes, Lucky Lefty podcast from my boy Dallas fan in DC. Go Irish. At Lucky Lefty Podcast, y'all got me up and crumble cookies at 9 p.m. tonight. Because <laughs> it closed at 10. <laughs> I 
Yeah. Yeah. Then I go to the comments on the YouTube channel, and somebody says, drank way too much tonight, had to go grab some crumble cookies <laughs> to help out. Bro, we, we influence the masses, bro. We influence the masses. Man, I, I, I love chopping up with the chat each and every day, talking to you guys on your posts, even after that. And left, you inspired me, bro. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the honey bun cookie. Just try it. I'm gonna try the honey Just bun cookie. Yeah. The only thing I don't understand and what I don't like about crumble is they don't make the small, like reasonable size cookies because they only sell those in catering. But the if you just buy in a single cookie, they make them huge. So that's the only thing I don't like. Oh, that stinks then. So if they cater, they give you the smaller cookies. If you cater, they give you the, the bite-sized individual like Chips Ahoy or something. But if you get, like, if I'm just buying some cookies, they get, you got to get the big ones. So that's where insomnia wins for me because I don't sometimes like the always the giant cookie. Mm-hmm. What's up, Lil Lee? He said he so, had to get on the show. They say, what's up? <laughs> yes, sir. See, he man, he wants that NIL money already. Look at him. Now he wants to get paid for his appearance. Look at him. What's up, Lil Leak? <laughs> so, look. And now I can't wait. I told my daughter and hit her up last night. You know, my daughter, she's a huge basketball fan. So, they played Arizona last night. So, she hits me up for the scouting report early in the day. Right? And she's like, yo, you know, well, how, what do you think is going to happen? They play Arizona on the road. And I'm like, um, I don't think it's going to go too good for y'all. <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, yo. <laughs> I was like, Arizona has some big dudes. They do. I was like, they have some big dudes. And you, you guys don't really have too much size. They got a lot of guard play. They're yeah. so similar in football and basketball how they uh... – Recruit. They like a lot of flash. They're not gonna get in the in the meat and potatoes and the trenches of things, and you can't win off of that. Yeah, there's Coach Vic. He said he tried the snickerdoodle ice cream at Crumble. Now that's good. Oh, he, his, that's his uh recommendation. Snickerdoodle See? ice cream. Coach Vic, right. you know something. You know something. No baby, no baby. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's for the Culture Friday, and before we get into Notre Dame's top five games in 23, are you going to check out that uh, that new house party, bro? Is that, is that at LeBron's house? I'm just trying to understand. I don't know if that's legitimately his house, but, I, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I would love to support. I want to support. But I'm kind of stuck in neutral. Like, mm, I don't know if I really want to go see this movie. I think it'll be better, like, when it comes on TV. Because, you know, they're going to play it on FX or something or TNT, like, all yeah. day. You know, LeBron got a lifetime contract with the NBA services. Right. I don't know. I might check it out. I might check it out this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business, bro. There's really nothing else. Really, nothing else is out there to Ant Man drops. I think LeBron's going to dive into his uh, movie bag once once he plays with Bronny a couple years for sure. So let's get into the top five games from the Notre Dame schedule. The three big games we know. Right, Clemson, USC, Ohio State. We can get right. those three out the way. Right. Give me the one game that you look at the schedule and you say, mm. "I can see, I can see one of those games being a Stanford, uh, but it's but it's always a one off." You know, I'm only saying Stanford because we have to finish there in California. And it's mm-hmm. something about going to California in the, the season that gives us trouble sometime with SC or Stanford. So that'll be my only like, I feel good about it, obviously. And but you know, we lost last year. We're going out there, you know, we got the whole thing. And so I think it'll be interesting. Duke yeah. may be a may be a challenge. I see somebody mentioned Duke. That was my because of where it is on the because schedule. Where it is. That. I'm always worried about the week after an emotional big game. Yeah. Right? Because you're not going to get that same emotion and that same – you're not going to play that same level as a team. But you still have to find a way to win. But do you think Duke is more of a concern than Pitt? I think Pitt is more of a concern than Duke because Pitt is usually a better quarterback team. Huh? Duke has a better quarterback. They do, but Duke doesn't have the talent Pitt has. Pitt can get, Pitt has been getting some talent. They had Jordan Addison. 
Okay, well, what did they do yeah, once White they had... lost it? Once they lost their quarterback, what did they do? I mean, they had Keaton Slovis. You know, we was trying to get Keaton Slovis. I'm oh, glad we didn't make that mistake. Man. They have is it, is it Devin Leary? Is that what Devin Leary went? No, Devin Leary went to Kentucky. He went to Kentucky. Who went to Pitt? Who went to Pitt? Help us out, chat. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the quarterback at Pitt is. Yeah. I'm... That's the only reason why I think some people wouldn't say Pitt over Duke. Oh, that's right. But I like Pitt as a team. Phil transferred to Pitt. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Okay. That makes it, let's make a better case. I think Pitt is better than Boston College. And uh, where'd he go after that? No, he stayed at Boston. I think Pitt is better than Boston College, and he'll make Pitt better. Is Ooh. he? Will he make it Kenny Pickett better where they win 10 games? He got Lake, he can't stay healthy long enough for that. Lakewood was better than Boston College last year. <laughs> we was nice. But... <laughs> oh, that Boston College team was awful, bro. Yeah. And it's crazy because they got a Zay Flowers. No, I'm surprised he didn't try to transfer out. Well, I think his eligibility was up. Mm. Zay Flowers is going to be a sneaky pickup for an NFL team, too. Great, yeah. Because he flew under the radar because his team was bad. The only thing with Phil is he too physically beat up. Yeah, that, but you know what's so crazy? That doesn't matter because apparently – Will Levis, him being beat up is a sign of character. <laughs> Mel Kiper. Get, get you drafted yeah, number one overall, right? Yeah, he's, he's number one overall because he's beat up all the time. He somehow it has all these intangibles by being beat up and tough. So that's going to make him a valuable aspect for a team being injury prone. So I don't understand how they justify some of these critiques, but. But him definitely being hurt and injury prone, we've seen the effects of that from our own quarterback. Yeah, Jason Smith. Has it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, how it's harped our, our chances in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Jason Smith makes a good point here. Pitt is dangerous, but the emotional high it would take for Ohio State makes Duke more dangerous. That I mean, that they're like, going come on. To- like, is Ohio State as dangerous as they will be next year? Uh, uh, this year, next year, no come way. Come on, bro. Who Stop. are you afraid of? Ohio State next year? Who? Ohio State. Brian Day? No, that big monster on the outside wearing uh eighteen. Oh, but who's gonna be throwing it? It don't make a difference. You still have to oh, stick him. Marvin Harrison wouldn't be considering the transfer. Okay, if Michael Mayer was still great with Drew Pine. Right, we're gonna stop playing this game. Great players can be great with sub. Hey, tight ends are different than receivers, though. Tight ends are different. Than okay, so did did Harrison make CJ or did CJ make Harrison? CJ was fortunate enough to be made by Paris Campbell and those guys he had before him coming off of J, uh, or was it Dwayne or was it Justin Fields? But then CJ also is talented enough where he's elevated those young guys. At Ohio State that were able to play the first game against us because he didn't have his boy Jackson and Jigba. Marvin Harrison Jr. was still coming on because remember, we was like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is great, but he ain't never played before. CJ made him a number one uh, receiver in the country because he trusted him and he threw it to him a lot. So I think Kyle McCord, will he have that same impact on Marvin Harrison Jr.? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So who are you afraid of unless they're going to be running him at quarterback? 
Hold on, wait a minute, dude. Don't ask me the question. Like the quarterback is the only person you got to be afraid of on the football field. Well, last year I was only afraid of C.J. Stroud against Ohio State last year. That was the, that's the only factor that's going to either make it a blowout or we or or a close game. Well, that's not football. Nobody thought they were going to blow up Notre Dame out. We didn't. A lot, no, I know we didn't. But, you know, many people said they was going to smoke us because they had C.J. Now, Ohio State fans, they're going to smoke us how? They're not going to talk about, oh, we got C.J. in a running game. How? Now they might talk about the running game because they're gonna look at our yeah. <laughs> they're gonna look at our numbers from last year. They're gonna look at our depth chart weight and be like, oh, they got a guy 250 on the line. Oh, yeah, we're running up the middle. Boy, you out here like the wolf today, boy. You huffing and puffing. <laughs> what? You huffing and puffing. Who are we afraid of on Ohio State going into next year? Man, no you, problem. You're not about to sit up here and disrespect Marvin Harrison Jr. like that, dude. Stop. Marvin Harrison Jr. Stop. isn't going to take over a game Stop. to where I'm worried that he's going to beat us because he's it's, it's got to have a guy throwing it to him. Kyle McCord throwing to him is not C.J. Stroud throwing to him. It's a different confidence. This year, teams, teams that played Notre Dame said, we're not about to allow who to beat us. <laughs> okay, okay, but I'm saying. Wait a minute. Answer the question. Nobody, but, but Caleb, Caleb. What do you mean? They said, we're not about to allow 87 to beat us. That's every team that faced Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, true. Year. Yeah, very true. He ain't had nobody throwing to him. But but Michael Mayer's impact on the game is also different than what a Marvin Harrison Jr.'s impact on the game was. Now Marvin Harrison Jr. Me. playing on the outside. Now you're about to tell me he's a better ball catcher than Marvin Harrison Jr. Not a ball catcher. Uh, uh, overall, a better productive player in the game for what we asked him to do. We asked Michael Mayer to block in the trenches. We asked Michael Mayer to make big plays in the middle of the field. Marvin Harrison Jr. is catching everything on the sideline, tippy toes and can all I that. You, we don't I have a quarterback a, for that. Can I, can I ask you a hypothetical question? Can I ask yeah. you a hypothetical question? Hypothetical question. If Marvin Harrison Jr. does not get injured in that semifinal game, who wins? Say it again. Say it again. See, that's, a not, combo, that's a loaded question. That's no, no, loaded, no, 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 no. It's not loaded at all. Because if Marvin Harrison Jr. does not get injured, in that peach you ball, you'll have CJ Stroud on the field. Now, if we just, had Kyle you, McCord, just, you just said CJ Stroud was this dude that elevates everybody, and that's the only person yes, I'm scared of. Okay, yes, then, he does. yes, he does. Okay, then, CJ why Stroud he does. Yes, he does. Why didn't he win then? Because he that dude, have, why didn't he win? But they, they come in pairs now. Here we go. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best receiver in the country. On, so, mix the best receiver in the country with the best quarterback in the country, of course. Of course they would win. So basically if he you're telling me that so basically you're telling me that you have no fear of the best wide receiver in the country next year. None, None. because who's their quarterback? Okay. Who's their quarterback? Okay. All right. Did you see some of the okay. throws CJ was giving All Marvin right. Harrison? Like okay. the one where uh where uh Marvin Harrison got knocked out. You see how CJ dropped it in the back of the end zone? Kyle McCoy is not making that throw. Damn, are you really a desperation throw when he just threw the ball fifty feet up in the air. You really trying to make that seem like that was a pinpoint throw? Okay, that's an that's an that's an example. But we can talk about more. I'll examples. give you. Let's I'll give you the scramble to the right with Marvin. We threw it in the end zone. To the corner. Okay, I'll give you. Okay, that now one. now what about that lollipop? You come on, stop. Now that. what about the throw that he made to uh, Marvin Harrison that got him on ESPN where he threw it on the sideline and tippy toe grab and all that. Does Kyle McCord throw, make that throw? Absolutely not. Absolutely so tip, not. So the tippy-toe grab and all of that just meant nothing, huh? 
the ball has to be in a place where you can make an opportunity to grab it. That's why it's a dependent position. Michael Mayer, Drew Pine can throw it anywhere in the vicinity. You're trying to use a, a ball that this man left out there for him to get killed as an example. Come on, left. Man, I'm Come just on, saying, C.J. Stroud's impact on, to Marvin Harrison Jr. is is a huge thing that I was concerned about going okay. into the, the game. What are we actually concerned about going into the Ohio State game next year? They don't got no run defense, so we already know that. We, we, we you know, they barely have secondary, oh, and our man. offensive uh, receivers are going to be way better next year. Then you flip to the uh, offensive side – who are we worried about offensively that so our defense isn't basically what you're through. saying, man? Look at the way Lil League is looking at you right now. He's like, Dad, you support. support. <laughs> support, he got your back. So basically, mm -hmm. you're saying nobody on there's no one on the Ohio State offense that's like fear. That, 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 you, that you're fearful of. Nobody. I don't think Cam is looking at anybody on the Ohio State receiver roster. No, no, no. no I said like, anybody. You said there's nobody I'm afraid of on the Ohio State offense. That's what you said. Yes, yes. Okay. That, that we that we can't handle. Okay. Who can't we handle? Okay. Travion Henderson? What he had like 20 I'm, yards I'm, against us. I'm just no, I'm, I'm, hey. lying, I'm lying. I'm lying. Hey. Travion Henderson had more yards than us. But he's not gonna win the game for Ohio State against us. You're gonna have to need a quarterback to beat us. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to need a running game to beat us. Okay. And then defensively, you just gonna have to be nasty up front. And we have an offensive line. Our offense, they don't have the defense, the defense is actually gonna be better next year. They're gonna be better, but because they're a, another year in, not because they got life changing players. What's who's a life changing defensive player on the Ohio State team that okay. that that Tommy's like, man, we gotta chip double block. Look I mean, out! They they only they only have a top five recruiting class every year, so I'm I'm pretty sure they have talent. Yeah, but they're also giving up 45 points, too, in the playoff game. To Georgia? What are you talking about? Well, our offense will be good like that next year, provided that, you know, Left. obviously. How many points do you think Georgia would have scored on Notre Dame this year? Keep it a buck. Scored on Notre Dame? Yes, keep it a buck. They would have got, they would have got, like, they would have been in the 40s. Okay. They wouldn't have the okay. okay. gave us 63. Now they wouldn't have had enough time. They would have had that. You now you're being like some of these Notre Dame fans. Stop lowering yourself to TCU. No, they no, they wouldn't have gave us 63. No, no, no. no we no. know that. So why even mention TCU? Yeah, no, <laughs> dude, not mentioning T. Of course, Notre Dame would give up 63. They might, they might get 38, 42 on us. 38 to 42. We ain't just. We gave CJ Stroud 21 points. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's gonna talk about that. Look, we ate CJ Stroud 21. The, <laughs> yo, so you're putting the pit game on the top five list. Yes. You got the Clemson game, the USC game, the Ohio State game, the pit game, and now we're arguing between Duke because you don't want to give Riley Leonard any credit. Now you Duke argue. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now you argue for the quarterback, right? But then you want to you want to make it seem like you're not fearful of Riley Leonard as a quarterback, but you argue for the quarterback. Okay, okay, with, okay. With Ohio State. Now, now we both agree that Ohio State's a very talented football team. Now, when they have a juggernaut in CJ Stroud, that becomes the X factor. That's the difference when you're playing another team that's a, a dominant team like us. The difference between us and Ohio State is a quarterback, but we both have very very talented teams. Now you go to Duke. 
Duke doesn't have more talent than us at a, on a team-to-team basis. Like, if you looked at paper-to-paper, we're way more talented on paper than Duke. Now, the difference would be the quarterback, right? But the quarterback doesn't have enough of supporting cast around him for to me to feel like, oh, Duke's going to be a problem unless we just go out there and lay eggs. Now, if we go out there and lay eggs, yes, anybody can be a problem that has a quarterback. Now, when we're talking about Ohio State versus oh, Okay, year, that's the week after Ohio State. You expect them to play back-to-back great games? I don't believe it'll be that much of an emotional game for us at Ohio State. Like, for instance, do you think that we were emotional after we whooped up on Clemson last year? They're not going to be coming into Notre Dame Stadium. Ohio State coming to Notre Dame Stadium. You don't think Notre Dame is going to be emotional for some revenge and get back? I don't believe we'll be. I think we'll, we'll treat that game because it's not the same team we're playing as the same we treated Clemson. We whooped Clemson. It wasn't emotional the week after that. And that was a game that we haven't won since uh 2018 so i would expect you know obviously the clemson notre dame game was emotional we talked about it a lot but when we whooped them it wasn't no emotional game after that we whooped the team after that oh no no we didn't whoop the team after that we won after that the week after because we got to was navy right or was it a bye week or what was it? i was about to say they played their best game the week after that no they didn't play their best game but okay then but Navy's okay, an then. interesting case. No, 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 no. Don't start giving caveats. Navy's definitely an interesting case. No, I don't want to hear that interesting. No, interesting. I don't want to in- that interesting case, all that stuff. No, sir. But all I'm saying is that they won 35 to 32 against Navy the week after. Like I said, it was a C effort after an emotional game at home. Do you think Pitt as a team is coached better than Duke as a team? I think Pitt's no. a, a, a better coach. No. Team. Mike Elko, yeah. are you serious? I think Mike Elko is just as good as a coach as Pat Narduzzi. So now, so so who do you think is the better team? Pitt? No, no, mm-hmm. you're asking me who's the better program. Because I know Pitt just brought in a recruiting class that had zero four stars or five <laughs> stars. Zero. That's But those freshmen are going to make zero. impact this year's game anyway. Okay. And they, they weren't top five in transfers. No. But they what got Phil Jakovic. So you telling me, all right, you got Phil Jakovic. Give me the skill position players that scare me on pit. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'll wait. Now that, that's, that's the offensive line. Play. The offensive line was mid last year. They're going to be just as mid this year. Give me the skill players on pit that scare me. Nobody. But the difference is pit. Is always a team that plays well. They have a bunch of talent. I mean, I'm sorry. They may not have the premier talent, but they play well as a team. They're like the 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 sub the suburb team that always beats the city league team that's really good. Those those sparingly years, and you'd be like, they play the suburb team, they get beat by like 40 points. But I'm saying that Pitt as a team plays better against us at least than what a Duke would, even if they had a better quarterback. Duke's not Duke just doesn't have enough talent to match up to us to be worried about them. Pitt plays well together and is coached well enough to be worried about if we're not on our P's and Q's. At least comparatively to Duke. And any first year head coach is not gonna be like for instance, Nebraska. I got Dion going six and six, maybe seven and six. They played Nebraska week two. I got them beating Nebraska because just because. No way Matt Rule is going to have Nebraska ready to win with all the transition happening at Nebraska. Now, it's different than Colorado because Dion got transfers. 
Dion getting the best of the best. Trey, he's building a team. They just got Kamani McClain, who will probably play next year with Travis on the other side. No? I think Pitt's a better team than Duke. We're not arguing team. They weren't better than Duke this year. No. Okay, then. They stop play being, us better. Than stop being so dismissive of Ohio State and stop being dismissive of Duke. What is dismissive about Ohio State? You're being dismissive, bro. In what way? Do you think Ryan Day is a better coach than Marcus so the, Freeman? The Ryan, no. Ryan, Ryan Day is about to take the field with a bunch of scrubs. A roster do full you of think scrubs, Ryan right? Day is a better coach than Marcus Freeman? No, I do not. So I'm not overhyping that fact. Do you think Kyle McCord is anything of a C.J. Stroud? Absolutely not. Do you didn't think see, you didn't think C.J. Stroud was C.J. Stroud two games into his for his first year? We're Stop. talking about after you watched him play Minnesota terribly, and that second game at home when he turned the ball over early, you thought C.J. Stroud was going to turn into C.J. Stroud. You it's big not, cap now. That's not fair now. because that's not fair because I was a C.J. Stroud fan before college because of Elite Eleven in overtime where he won. And I know a bunch of people. I know a bunch of people that think Kyle McCord is going to be a dude. I saw I've seen Kyle McCord and comparatively okay. to CJ Stroud, they're not the same guy. They're not the same guy. So for them not to be the same guy and then Kyle McCord have his first year starting, you think he's gonna pop out four games later, ready to beat a Notre Dame team? Absolutely not. We have Sam Hartman, who at least is the more veteran quarterback in the situation, where I feel good sleeping at night saying that Sam will have a better performance than Kyle McCord. I don't think I don't think Ohio State is going to beat Notre Dame. My point is, you're being dismissive. You literally said they have no one to worry about on offense. But they don't. No one. No one. Us. I'm not saying no but one to worry want, about then, in the grand scheme of you'll say, Then you'll say you'll worry about Phil Jacobic and you can't name any skill players. That I know. He's I'm worried to. about Pitt as a team. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about Ohio State as a threat on offense against our defense. Okay. Okay. Ohio State's offense is not more talented than our defense next year. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud was the difference between Ohio State's offense and our defense last year, and that was by by this. No, I disagree. And we got 21 points. The fact that Notre Dame couldn't stop the run was the difference. Well, that, that didn't they help. They lined up and literally and was ran the ball for thing. 92 yards down. That, that, was a, that was a fourth quarter thing. Okay. Uh, you can say what you want to say. That was a fourth quarter that thing. That goes back to the number one thing and number one piece in our top five. I don't want to hear nothing about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud made a couple of third down throws. They literally lined up. That matters. Yeah, C.J. Stroud didn't matter. But the majority of the drive, they lined up with Mayan Williams and said, we running the ball, and they ran it down our throat. Yeah, but that was fourth quarter. That's D-line. That's linebacker play, which was number two. Number two. All of that. All of that. All I'm saying is have some respect for the players that are walking in the building because it's not like they have two and three stars on the roster. No, they got talent. I'm saying all of this is in comparison to a team that also has talent. If we were if we were North Carolina State, I couldn't be talking like this about Ohio State. But we're Notre Dame. We're Notre Dame. Oh, There's fact. nobody that Ohio State recruited offensively that – I'm worried about that we can't handle defensively on Notre Dame football team. Okay. Now, Travion Henderson may give us issues if we're not 
solving our D-line by beefing it up, putting some bricks in our back pocket. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is very dependent on Kyle McCord going in. Thus, why Marvin Harrison is thinking about transferring. I'll transfer too if I if I go with Caleb Williams over the quarterback I got now. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to, am I worried? Who even is Ohio State's tight ends? We got better tight ends. So we're getting better practice every day. Our receiver room is going to be better in the long run. But our receiver room is very talented. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a better running back system community by community than Ohio State does. Hey, let me ask you a question. This is this is great. Bernie says CJ Stroud is the best quarterback OSU has ever had. They ain't going to replace that dude. You know what every other quarterback in the last 10 years at Ohio State has done that C.J. Stroud never did? Beat Michigan. Win a Big Ten championship. Oh, yeah. So I don't do – you can talk about him being the best. He didn't win a Big Ten championship. So I mentioned that last year. I said he was one in three in big games that matter, you know. So, (laughs) dude, all this stuff, man, dude. People being, they act like we just gonna walk on the field and Ohio State just gonna lay down. Ohio State's not gonna lay down. We're gonna we're gonna beat them down. Because last year, Clemson, Clemson had Cade Klubnik, Brian Brzee. But wait a minute, I'll say that. No, no, no. Talk about all the deep. Say what they had. And what did we Jefferson. Say? What did we say? What did we say? Did we not say, and everybody in the chat said we were crazy. Did we not say that Notre Dame was going to pound the rock against Clemson? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. We said it. And everybody told us all those great defenders they have, we said Notre Dame's going to run the ball on them. And we did. At five yards a clip. Yeah, you know I'd say five yards. Every time we touched it, we was right up the middle on them. We said that. I don't know what every other podcast said. We said that leading up to the game. So I know what Notre Dame can do. I know what they can do against Ohio State. That's not a pushover walking into Notre Dame Stadium in week five, bro. Yeah, and they coming and they coming to us. I'm just saying. And hopefully the fans won't sell the tickets and the environment will be dope. Man, you know, we're gonna sell them tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to our predictions in the NFL playoffs. That Look, Notre Dame man. green be more than the green. And- you stupid, bro. You stupid. stupid. Green the strongest color at Notre Dame. And you see, I didn't even acknowledge your whole Stanford point you tried to make earlier. I'm just gonna go over that. Just because we just because we lost last year, you don't think that means anything? Come on, man. And we gotta go to Stanford. Look, now, in a couple years, they got this quarterback that came from my league, Miles Jackson. He's a beast. So. Not next year, but in a couple years, you might have to worry about him. Okay, but that's not next year. That's not next year, but he is a beast, though. We can keep going. I'm letting people know. Now, what inspired this this is that uh, people were giving their top five MCs, like I said, right? (laughs) It was one person that always ended up in somebody's top five because I don't, you know, top five is subjective, right? It can be from an era who you grew up with. You really not deep into the hop, so you don't do your homework and go back 
That's fine. You can be a prisoner of the moment. That's cool as well. But every time I see this one guy in somebody's top five, I cringe. I just cringe. Will Levis has to be. It, it, and, and look, this is just my personal opinion. But I'm a dude that comes from the hop. I'm a dude that used to wear fat laces and my ponies, my suede ponies and my pumas. Well, they I'm got that called, that's called Lavins. I was, I, was the, I was the little dude in the breakdancing crew of my block that specifically did the helicopter on the linoleum. That was my special move into the hands, the headstand. That's who I was, bro. So that's where I come from with the hop. People that had Eminem in their top five, man, that's lazy, bro. It's just flat lazy. That's like a, a programmed answer. Y'all yeah. heard a couple of them interviews. They said Eminem can outwrap everybody and their mama. And they no, I didn't say. Five. I didn't. I did not say top five selling artists. I did not say top five artists. I don't argue with numbers. I don't argue with that. But if you start talking about top five lyricists. Come on, man. Stop. First of all, this is a, the dude literally has said in multiple interviews that he got his whole style from Tretch at Naughty by Nature. So he's not even original. He's not even original. He took somebody else's style, applied it to his situation and what he was going through. And then there's other factors to why. Oh, like a Justin Timberlake. Eminem is who he is. Eminem's not a top five lyricist, man. He's not, not if you're not original. You got to be original. He's not. Like, oh. and, and and I was looking at the list on the message board, and not one person mentioned KRS. Not one. Not one mentioned KRS. Uh, look, it, it was just that's why I said, man, we have to we have to chop this up. We have to chop this up about the top five today. Notre Dame style. And set some things in order. We had a nice debate over the, you know, the two remaining tough games. That's cool. That's cool. But come on, man. I just I just want to challenge people to dig a little bit deeper than, you know, what's commercially, what's given to you commercially when it comes to hip hop. Like, I would venture to say that. Kendrick Lamar might not even be the best lyricist on TDE. No, he's not. But, and if but I you said he's talented, though. But if I said that, people would be like, oh. But but not many people know how TDE's rostered and, and all that is. So that's what I'm saying. That that's like do your homework, man. Stop taking stuff commercially and accepting it as Bible when it comes to the culture. Yeah, like you gotta be you gotta do better than that. And he would be in my top ten. Maybe. I have to think about it. Maybe. But he's not top five. I, I can't give him that. Mm-hmm. I can't give him that. I think J. Cole's a better lyricist than Kendrick. Hmm. Man, we ain't got, we we got to stop the cap though. Drake's the one of the best lyricists. 
Easily. He's, he, is he in your top five? Oh, Drake? Lyricist? Yeah. Come on, man. Drake got. Come on, man. Stop. You Drake's not? Don't stop. Drake's stop. one of the best writers of all time. Songwriters? Left. No? Left. You're talking about a dude that comes from a culture where the best dudes didn't even write stuff down. They just went in the booth and spit. And you want to take, you want to talk about a dude that sits in a room and collabs with other songwriters? Come on, man! Don't don't bring that to me, man. Don't. <laughs> I look, man. I can't. Drake got fifty five songs that are hot that he damn near wrote. Okay, now songs. that's a different argument. If you ask me, is Drake one of the top five hip hop artists of all time? I would say yes. Okay, so what? Wait, 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 wait. You said lyricist. He's not not one of the top five lyricists. No, he's not. So where does songwriting come in at? What do you mean? Songwriting involves being a lyricist, right? Dude, I just gave you an example of some of the greatest dudes that don't sit down and write songs. They go in the booth and spit. That gives them more credit because they don't make a hit. That person is a better lyricist than a dude sitting in a room with other songwriters trying to make a song. Are you kidding me right now? You, you including you're including people. We're taking individual versus individual. You're saying Drake got like 15 people in the room with him. Most of those songs he writes himself. Not all of them. I think he does. Oh, have that's the point. point. That's the point. The fact that you said not all of them. Because there's no one else on my top five that got help from anybody else writing songs. Nobody. That's fair. Nobody. That's the point. That's what sets you apart. Like you can't, you can be on this level, but you can't be on that level. So if you got any of the ones you got collabed on, it takes you out of the running, is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying it takes you out of Drake's, running. Some of Drake's written no, stuff, no, no. even though he collabed that time. I can't say it takes you out of running because it's subjective. I'm oh, telling okay. you where I come from. That's why I prefaced it by it saying takes that it out of your running. The era that I come from, well, most of the dudes didn't have all of this collective help. That wasn't the culture. So they built everything that they did off of their pen and freestyling in the booth. Period. So if you walk in the booth, and you just t- one take something and it becomes one of the greatest verses in hip hop history. And this dude spent 20 hours talking to dudes, writing dudes, writing about something, changing this, changing that. And there's no way you can say that verse is better than this verse. You can't. You just can't. You can't, dude. You can't. You can't say that dude is a dope lyricist. You can't. You can I'll give you a perfect example, right? I'll give you a perfect example. And we can leave it off on this. Ron Fest, who is probably earlier in Kanye's career, was pretty much the main ghostwriter for Kanye until um Saha came along. Saha, yeah. Saha came along. Ron Fest was here in Chicago doing his uh philanthropic works. People don't know this. You go back and research it, right? 
It used to be this big time. Before it was underground, and now it's big time battle rapping. Right? They have big time events. They show it on closed circuit. I mean, not closed circuit, but they show it. Big money in it now. It was an underground, and there was this big tournament in Cincinnati every year. Rhyme Fest beat Eminem twice in back-to-back years. Smoked him. Proved he was a better lyricist, head-to-head, which is literally the whole premise of 8 Mile. That was the whole premise of 8 Mile. Oh, that was the whole premise of 8 Mile was Rhyme Fest? No, I'm not Ron Fest, but I'm saying battle rapping. That was mm-hmm. the whole premise of Eight Mile, but yet still Ron Fest spanked Eminem twice in that same arena. But nobody's gonna sit here and say Ron Fest is a better lyricist than Eminem, even though he spanked them twice and proved mm-hmm. it head to head. You understand what I'm saying? So some people that were there or around might say. Yo, Ron Fest will kill Eminem. That's why they, I got it. That's why they say Josh Allen's so good. And he hasn't won anything. He ain't won no MVPs. He ain't won no Super Bowls, no divisional titles. And they calling him the second greatest thing ever. And he hasn't won nothing. He ain't won no MVP like Lamar. So why they not paying Lamar justfully? But you paying Josh Allen for what? Man, look. What are you paying Josh Allen for? He, he exactly. LL Nation. He had to find a way. <laughs> so I'm just to bring it back to Josh Allen. Circle. He has to find a way to bring it back to Josh Allen. Oh my lord! <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, CB Nation, and Conjunction Artist Breakdown. We spend it different. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know it's true? Who's winning the NFC? Well, I already know your picks for the AFC. <laughs> Please don't put any money on those picks. If Jack, if Jacksonville wins, then I want Josh Allen to win so then my team can whoop Josh Allen. That's how I want the AFC to go if Jacksonville wins. That's a lie because there's no way you want Joe Burrow and the Bengals to lose. So stop. Yeah, it'd be hard. It'd be hard. Stop. But – NFC wise, I would love to see the Eagles win. I think that would be, you know, good for the league to see the Eagles win. And then I got the 49ers winning just because I think Dallas is going Dallas, you know. I don't know. You really believe in Brock Purdy like that? I believe in that defense they got. <sighs> Dak's not going to be sitting back there making pancakes like he was last week. He went like 20 for 21, perfect QBR, like. 
Yeah. He's not got a perfect QBR. So then it's gonna come down to who Zeke got to do better. And right yeah. now, and right now they 49ers run defense is not having it. So we're gonna see how it goes. Bernie, maybe in your world and your culture, everybody knows every word to eight mile. There's nobody I grew up with. I can promise. There's no one I grew up with in my crew that knows any of Eight Mile. Yeah, I don't know any of Eight Mile either. Stop that. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Maybe that's you in the neighborhood and the crew you grew up with. Nobody rocks Eight Mile that hard like that. And no one wants to listen to constant content talking about your mama, your ex-wife, suicide and all that. No. That's... No, I'm sorry. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So I'll take I'll take uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to face off against the 49ers. I just I, – I, that Brock Purdy scares me. I, he has one game in him where he's not going to be good. Yeah, I don't – I'm not – hate to try to bank on Purdy who's hot right now. But he's got he's got everything around him, man. When you have a supporting cast around you, That's a defense, a head coach, a play That's caller, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Debo Samuel's, like man, all you got to do is just play with some confidence, and you're gonna look right on point. That's facts. All right, left everybody, we appreciate you, man. Let's get to these questions, super chats before we get out of here. Uh, Dorma Wap, in your view, which is a bigger jump from high school to college football or college football to NFL as a follow-on, which is a greater risk and forecast success at the next level? That's why I can't wait to talk to Bruce Feldman about this. I'd probably say college football to NFL because it's just a different game. Where high school to college football is similar. Yeah. You're just playing with better players. Yeah, College football to NFL is kind of similar just a different game in itself so yeah. that's probably harder to project how you're going to be more successful but you know just like basketball you can project a kid in seventh eighth grade is going to be nice in college yeah Thanks. you know that's, that's more accurate so thanks thank you it's coming soon bro thank you for the super chat david littlefield does malik always <laughs> always do the show hunger always talking about food not supposed to go grocery shopping on an empty stomach. No, that's just who he is, bro. It ain't enough. It's about <laughs> that's just who he is. <laughs> Food's a microcosm of life. Yeah. Like eating is his love language. <laughs> <laughs> you know how most people say food food is my love. No, eating no, is eating. his love language. Especially <laughs> Buffalo did. Double Wop again, thank you for the super chat. Malik being extremely passionate while his little one falling asleep on his shoulder. Only on Lucky Lefty Podcast. Keep spinning it different. <laughs> yeah, it's different today. Hey, you got to know how to uh, do two things at once, right? Multitask. Well, DBZ. One thing at once when he sleep. <laughs> Thanks. DBZ, our girl, thank you for the super chat. Black Thought is underappreciated. I totally agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, great show today. Thank everybody for joining and tapping in. The climb to 5,000 is real. It's because of you guys. We continue to have continued success. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. You already know. 
and it's different. You know what time it is. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Look here, bro. The NBA has to do a better job, man. So, you know, the Chicago Bulls play the Detroit Pistons over in France. First of all, don't fly me over there for me to play one game. That's number Mm. one. At least make it be a at least allow it to be like two games, a three game series, something. Yeah, you fly me all the way over there to give me one game. Yeah, that's that's that's, because now that's making the eighty two game season look crazy. Facts. Now we just fly you to another country for a couple days for one game. I'm like, man, that's not even worth it, man. I can't really even shop and enjoy. Myself as a player, even though I'm over there for business in the game. But man, come on. What are we really talking about? I don't know if you saw this video, dude. Uh, this whole blue face Krishan relationship, man. It's just to the point, man, where I I don't even want to watch it anymore. I just don't. I don't want to watch it anymore. This latest incident, she looked like she was on volume or something. If I was her dad and I was sitting there and I heard my daughter refer to another young man as daddy, I think I would jump through the TV screen and try to, man. Look. People think that's cool, man. That's the crazy thing about it. Like putting that crazy stuff out there. I I can't do it, man. Ever since WAP came out, it was the end of the end. You think that was it? I think that was it. And then WAP turned into Glorilla. Turned into everything else. Turned into everything else. And yeah. Yeah. And so for the shout out to people, you know. Uh, my grandmother, you know, a lot of times, man, you know, back in the day here in Chicago, this is called um, what is known now as SNAP, which is federal assistance for families to be able to feed their families. Uh, back in the day, it used to, it used to, it was a a book of money. Like almost monopoly money that you would take to stores, and uh, I remember doing that for my grandmother on the west side, man. And uh, she did it for the period that she needed to before she was able to get back on her feet. But um, 
federal government now, man. I'm not here to argue, you know, how much help the federal centralized government, all that political. I ain't here for all of that political crap yet. <laughs> but now, you give assistance and then you try to limit what people can buy now. Like they can't get organic stuff. They can't get this. They can't get that. You only have to get this type of food. Now you want to tell people how to spend them. It's You know what, man? It's just upsetting, man. Because it seems like it's less and less love in this world. And it just seems like, yeah, you know. I don't know, man. It just seems like it's a lot less love that, that's being thrown around and people are only concerned about themselves. And I understand it's tough right now, bro. It's tough. I went to Walmart the other day when I was on the phone with you, left. The other morning, I'm talking to you on the phone. I walk into Walmart. I'm trying to prepare a meal, a basic stir fry. I spent like $70, dude, on food. It's crazy. I, so I understand. I understand the price of food. and I understand. But it's like, man, at some point, you got to care and try to help. Man. Yeah, man, I remember the food stamp days, bro. I remember the food stamp days. And here we're arguing about how to help the less fortunate. It's uh yeah. It is what it is. And for it to be like political right now. Gotta give us a GC speech of the day, man. No, I just you know it hurts it hurts my heart, bro. It's not even really about being GC, man. You know, I just I was that kid that, and my mom would tell you this, Left, I was that kid that used to bring everybody to my house to eat breakfast. Yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my mom cooking, y'all can come eat over here. Just come slide. Yeah, slide through. Like, no, no problem. You know, my mom was looking like. You don't feel like boys in my house, man. (laughs) You know my damn food. You know, I just went to the grocery store. I'm just doing it, man. Drinking up all the drinks. Why do they all gotta get so many drinks? Right, right, <laughs> right. You know, and, and it, was, juice. it was worse in the summertime. We were out of school, and I knew we had to freeze in the basement with all of the ice cream, the juices, and everything. And I didn't have to go upstairs for anything. Then it got worse. Like, stop running in and out of the door. Stay outside. Yeah. You'd be giving anxiety because if you snacks transferring in and out of the house too much. You don't know how the quantities and stuff. Yeah, man. Kids be wasting food. That's all left. It's not even a GC moment, man. I just love for people to come with me and be on a good page, man. Whether it's physically, emotionally. I man, I just want everybody to be happy, yo. Be happy and appreciate life. That's it. No matter what's going on. Hey, man, everybody, enjoy the NFL playoffs. Have a great weekend. We'll have multiple guests next week. And, uh, most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different. We'll talk to you.